paint me like one of your, your filthy French girls. Hello there, welcome to the Davis Locker. I'm Chris Davis and this is Gareth Davis. And today we're going to talk about the biggest bastards on the film and TV. Yeah. That's right. I mean, there's loads of stuff out there about these types of people. So the quintessential one, I think, yeah. the one that's been most written about is Rose from Titanic. Yeah. How she left Leo, bless him, in the river when there was the loads river. of room. Well, in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> there was loads of room on that bit of plank of wood. I'll never let go. Oh, oh Jack, at least you're resting in peace now. I mean, that's the classic one, isn't it? So it, she's the real villain of the piece, basically, is what people are saying. And we've seen this post on social media, and it just got us talking, didn't it? Yeah. Now, I'll start with Rose, because I've got a, a, a major problem with Rose. And it's not Rose, Kate Winslet Rose, it's Rose, old woman Rose. Right. She annoys the tits off me, <laughs> because she, she gets on this boat and thinks that she can stand there with a weepy, romantic story about knocking boots with some tramp from America on the Titanic, blah, 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 and then think that... Doesn't matter that all these Bill Paxton and his mates are spending millions, millions. trying to find Le Cure de la Mer, the heart of the ocean, the necklace that she's got. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, she bores them shitless with her story when they're probably through the whole thing thinking, moving on, where's the necklace? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then she just chucks it over the railing back into the sea. Yeah. Well annoyed me, guy. Well annoyed me. Do you know what I mean? We got one here, don't we? We have, yeah. Set. I got that. I kicked her over the railings, old bitch. <laughs> and took it off her because I think everyone wanted to do that. Yeah. But that's Rose. Move me on, guy. Move me on, she annoyed Well, there's another one, isn't there? That kind of, he's a good guy. Is he, though? Daniel LaRusso. We've done no, a video not. about him. He's not, he's he's the villain, isn't he? He's the bad guy. He's the villain. You stuck up for him. Well, yeah. Johnny was innocent the whole time. And that's been kind of covered in Cobra Kai. I like that kind of callback. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about those two. No. Go on, then. Uh, you're going to make me do it. Can I have a drink first? Let me just take a sip. <laughs> Get myself prepared for this. Ross... Geller. The biggest ass wipe on the telly. Unreal. Do you agree? Well, when I kind of heard this from you the other day, it was like, what are you talking about? And then you had a list of about 30 different points. So let's try and keep it brief. Try and keep yeah, it the main I will, I will, ones. But I, I was like, I flipping heck, you must have been on this for a while. He's an idiot. But well, there's loads of people who have been on it for a while. Ross Geller's toxic. Ross Geller's a crap dad. You can put them all on YouTube and you'll get a plethora of videos. Because the fact of the matter is, Ross Geller is a shitbag. And he is a rubbish dad. So I'm going to start off with his fragile masculinity mm. that he's always displaying. Right. So Ben, has a. there's an episode where Ben is son. You wouldn't know it, though, because he's barely there, because Ross barely bothers with him. <laughs> now, I'm a dad, pride myself on trying to be a good dad, as do you, don't you? Get? Yeah. So when I see Ross, he completely ruins friends for me, because I like friends, but he ruins it. Ben's playing with a Barbie doll. Ross finds out. What's my boy doing with the Barbie? <laughs> and he has to come in all hobnail boots, you know, stamping on, I don't know, minorities and stuff, or whatever he wants to do. And he, he comes out, and he's like, no, Ben must, ben must play with G.I. Joe. And wants to give him an army guy to play with. It's like, just let him play with his Barbie. Yeah. What difference does it make, Ross? If he's happy, he's happy. Yeah. Sing like he does when he has a, a male nanny. Uh, Rachel and um, Ross get a male nanny for Emma. Yeah. Ross's new kid. As soon as he has that new kid, by the way, you don't see hide nor hair of, uh, of Ben. Just completely <laughs> forgotten about. Even the writers have gone, who's Ben? Balls <laughs> to him, you know what I mean? Whatever. He's like, old news now. We've got Emma. But anyway, they have Sandy, the male nanny. Mm. Can Ross deal with the fact that the nanny's male? Can he balls? Yeah. He even asks him at one point, are you gay? It's like, no, 
He's just a male nanny. <laughs> like, deal with it, Ross. And I just think, like, it wouldn't even get made today. No, it wouldn't. I it's think, annoying. yeah, it's, it's one of those that definitely wouldn't get made. Because he's a homophobe, Ross. Mm. He constantly tries to belittle... I know his ex-wife left him for another woman, but he constantly tries to belittle that relationship. Wow, you guys <laughs> sure have a lot of books about being a lesbian. <laughs> Talking about belittling, the way he treats Rachel is absolutely scandalous. Yeah. You know, well, let's look at the, when, he, when it starts off and um, he makes that pros and cons list of, between her and Julie yeah. and puts that she's just a waitress and kind of spoiled or whatever. So he's the most spoiled character in the bloody show. <laughs> He's a pleb guy. Honestly, he gets on my nerves. There's so many examples of Ross Geller being an absolute douche. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Honest to God. Can you, not, you must be able to think of it. Are you going to defend him in any way? Well, one, you've put your, some valid arguments there. You, so mine are pretty weak. But I would say, I would say the, friend, the, the show is called Friends, not Dads. So you've got to show them all the friends together, not him lacking about with his son all the time. And I'll give you that, right? Like, they do show that these characters are normal people with normal you know none of us are perfect of course i'm not yeah. perfect you're not perfect none of us are perfect mm. but ross is a dirtbag he like says the wrong name at his wedding i ross take the emily take the rachel but on that wedding thing what i will say i saw someone say look his parents are there all his friends are there his son didn't go to that neither he didn't go was not with his son not not asked didn't even invite him <laughs> didn't give a toss <laughs> Uh, at the end, on, in the last the last series where Rachel's going to go to uh, France or whatever, Paris, he's also trying to trample on Rachel's dreams by not letting her go there. Her whole character arc is about growth. Yeah. So like the first episode where she just kind of wants to get away from being in a marriage and all that and just being some ditzy airhead and she wants to grow as a person. She does that over the series. Yeah. Ross doesn't. Ross is the same dirtbag from episode one as he is in the last episode. <laughs> he is. He's the same dirtbag. And, he, and he, he, he cops off with one of his students. He's a professor. Mm. He's extremely unprofessional. Yeah. He loses his job because he has anger issues with the sandwich thing, the yeah. moist maker. I don't want to carry on because he's an idiot. And if anyone's got any, like, defense of him, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Just just Google it. Google it. I'm telling you. YouTube it. Ross Geller is toxic. Ross Geller's a douchebag. Ross Geller's a shit dad. Whatever you want to Google. It'll be on there. Loads of it. Wow. Can I just say, though? Go on. The reason... He's so annoying. It's because David Schwimmer is such a brilliant actor. Mm. You know, he really plays that character amazingly well, to be fair to him. Like, his physical comedy and everything is amazing. So, while I hate Ross Geller, I love David Schwimmer. Pervert! Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Pervert. Yeah, yeah. He's probably one of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone else on your hit list of hate? Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe? Willy Wonka. And this, again, this is another well-documented one. Grandpa Joe, dirtbag. Why? What do you mean, why? You know why. You know why. Lying in bed, bedridden. No, oh, none of us can move. Charlie's mum is widowed. Yeah. On her own, doing everything. And there are four of them lying in the bed like this. Obviously, as soon as Charlie gets a golden ticket, Grandpa Joe looks like someone's, you know, it's like he's had, you know, Viagra straight into his bloodstream. Yeah. Off he goes. What's wrong, what's wrong with that? What about the other three? Why are the three other three not getting hate? Because they're still st stuck in bed. It's like, oh... Charlie's fin finally getting something good in his life. His dreams are being realised and they even can't be arsed getting out of bed. At least Grandpa Joe's up and going, right, I'll, I'll have a go with you. Uh, he's the, but he teaches him how to steal. <laughs> even takes, even, even is, I know he, he kind of like tries to save himself, but he even takes the money. Charlie gives him his money for tobacco. So what that tells you is, is that all the money Grandpa Joe's been spending on smoking. Yeah, no, to suppress smoking. his hunger. To suppress his hunger. Yeah, so he doesn't have to have that cabbage soup so he's, his mum. Well, his what about his mum though? His mum's the one that says, "No, don't follow your dreams, Charlie." 
this is your lot, you're poor, get get down over there. Mm. Grandpa Joe's like, go on, go on, fella. Nah, he's he's indefensible as well. He's like a Ross Geller again. He, he teaches him to steal. Let's take a drink, Charlie. Nobody's watching. Yeah. They almost don't get the, the chocolate factory because he steals the... What's the juice called? Fizzy lifting juice or the something. Fizzy lifting juice. <laughs> he almost doesn't get it because it's such a scene and then it's yeah, got to be... That's pretty bad. But he's like, go on. And yeah, then at the end though, because it was a test, wasn't it? At the end, when yeah. Willy Wonka says, good day, sir, or whatever he says, and he says, you can't have the chocolate factory to Charlie. Grandpa Joe says, oh, come on. We'll take this uh, everlasting gobstop. It's a Slugworth or Slugworm, yeah, whatever his yeah, name yeah. is. And uh, we'll sell it to him, blah, blah, blah. I'm good even with him if it's the last thing I ever do. Slugworth wants a gobstopper, he'll get one. But it's Charlie who redeems himself and gives it back. That is true. To what that he is true. So Grandad again was trying to say to him, like, oh, sack him off, we'll go make money elsewhere, mate. Don't you worry about it. He's a nefarious, dirty old git. But where did he get those morals from? It must have been from Grandpa Joe in his, his older time. His no older chance. times before he got craggy and, and no disillusioned with life. No chance. How does he get that chocolate bar that he gives to Charlie? How does he get it? He's sneaking out at night. So he's in bed with them then. He's like up and about. Yeah, exactly. He was going to share that with the, but the whole family. No, he wasn't. No, he yeah, wasn't. he was. Because definitely. they don't know anything about it. They all just think that he's oh, he's the same as them. As soon as his wife's asleep, he's like giving it the old hug and roll. He's like, I'm off out with the lads. He goes, probably goes down the pub to the shop to get the chocolate, whatever. Yeah. He's got money somewhere that he's keeping hidden from the rest of them. He's a dirty, dirty, dirty turd bag. I don't like him. <laughs> I saw one video on, on, on YouTube that says that he touches up one of the mums of the other uh, kids. Yeah, yeah, this is, I can't remember what, what it's kids? called. The kids in the oh, chocolate factory. Glue. Yeah, not his mum, one of the other ones. Oh. But yeah. Somebody's touching me. Oh. Now look here. There's like a bit where she's like, oh, someone touched me. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> was it my TV's one? Because she's, she's alright. I don't she's know, right. but there's honestly, like Ross Geller, there's mountains of evidence for it. Wow. I think, I don't know if I can talk anymore. <laughs> you got any more you want to mention? Well, only the, the quintessential disgusting man, Rocky Balboa. Are you mad? No, what? I think he's a sex pest. I think Adrian don't want anything to do with him and she, he throws himself on her. Like, she, she's, no, I'm not having it. Even even her brother's encouraging it. Go on, go on, Rock, have a go. And she's like, no, pal, I'm not having any. You can't use Paulie as any sort of yardstick. Yeah, but even so, it's like, that's who, and that's who he's hanging around with. We've all forgotten, he used to beat people up for the uh, Lone Shark Man. Don't, don't hit the face! Shut up! Not the face! The guy that wants the 200 now. Hmm, I'm not sure about this guy. Yeah, he's... Go on. Talk about people who hate their kids. Rocky doesn't like his kids. No, I'll give you that. I, well, he doesn't know he doesn't like him. He's, he concentrates more on Tommy Gunn, doesn't he? What about in Rocky Four? Rocky Four, yeah. his kid's like, oh, I can't wait for Christmas. It'd be well good to spend it with me dad. No, I'm off in Russia, pal. I'm going to fight the big Russian over there. Doesn't care about his kid. Doesn't care about Apollo Creed's kids when he lets him get killed by Drago. Doesn't chuck in the towel, does he? Sure, why not? Throw the damn towel! Yeah, Duke's there. Throw the damn towel. No, not having it. Why? I don't think I can have And also his arrogance kills Mickey. Mickey's like, let's retire. You've done so well. He's like, no, Mick, let's go one more time. And Mick's like, no, no, no. And he makes him go again. Makes him go again. No, like I'm not on side with this and no one's going to be. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know where you pulled this one from. Yeah. But what I will say about the Mickey thing is, you know what the worst thing about that is? Go on. When Mickey dies, just before he dies, Rocky lies to him. We did it. We did it. We did it. And says we did it, Mick. Yeah. He tells him he won, didn't he? Yeah. But he didn't win. 
clubber one, didn't he? Yeah, lying to him. So he lied to a nearly dead man. So on that front, it's a bit of a douche move from Rocky, isn't it? And also, what I will say is, this probably is the final nail in the coffin. Go on. Turtles are very hard to look after. And he just gets two with no regard for their welfare. He's just like, I'll get two turtles, I'll chuck them in a the box, cuff and link. <laughs> he, uh, sliced loans, like, yeah, I've still got these turtles. Yeah. I don't believe him. I reckon it's the goldfish. <laughs> the goldfish trick. <laughs> it's the same one. It's definitely the same one. <laughs> I don't That's think it. I can give you Rocky. What? I don't think I can You don't you want Rocky. to because you're not looked into it properly. I'll look into it. Listen. If you think Gaz is right about Rocky, have you got anything to say about the multiple douchebags we just mentioned? Have you got a sort of, I don't know, a little cabinet of bastards you want to display to us yourself? Tell us who you hate in the world of film and TV and we're sure to damn well listen, don't we, Gaz? Well, 100%. Right, it's time now for something completely different. Right, okay, it's that time of the show where we spring on the other a surprise sort of quiz or something like that. Now, last week, Gaz did all right on Bananagrams. Yeah. Did quite well. This week, Gaz, the quiz I've got for you is called You're Never Too Tired for a Cheeky Blank. <laughs> so now, what I want you to do True. is I'm going to give you the name of a film. Right. But there's a blank in it. There's a word missing, Gaz. And I want you to give me what that word is. Right, okay. Okay, here we go. First one. Santa with blank. Well, that's a film title. Film title. So what's the word? Santa with blank. Uh, issues. Sorry, it's muscles. Muscles? Yeah, Santa with muscles, a 1996 film about Hulk Hogan getting amnesia, thinking he's Father Christmas. Shut up. Swear to God, I've never seen it. That sounds awful. I want awful. to watch it. Question two. The blank from outer space. Oh, easy. That is the cat. You got it. The cat from outer space. Shut up. 1978 Disney film about an alien oh cat my gosh. who crash lands on Earth. What a guess. Number three. Nice girls don't blank. Nice girls don't. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> nice girls don't. Nice girls Hitchhike. don't. Nice girls don't explode. So there you go. That's a 1987 film about a woman who spontaneously combusts if she gets even an inkling of fizziness in the old knickers. Really? Apparently so. Never seen it again. Just, well... Continually, because surely once you combust once, yeah. I don't know how it works. I don't know if she like projectile combusts or something. I have no idea. It's not safe for any man that she's dating. Number four, and you'll probably sort of relate to this. Mm. A low down, dirty blank. Bandit. No. <laughs> no, it's a low down, dirty shame, which was a 1994 <laughs> comedy uh, written, directed, and starring Keenan Ivory Wayans. Wow, I like the Wayans brothers. Yeah. <clears throat> Number five, the big blank. Lebowski. You've got it. Oh, the right, big Lebowski, okay. the classic corn yeah, yeah. film. Number six, Blank Park. South. Bigger, better, and uncut. I thought you were gonna say Jurassic. Right. That's why the answer is Gosford Park. <laughs> oh <laughs> good. Two thousand and one satire with uh, by the by directed by Robert Altman, I think it was. Mm. Uh, number seven, again another one you might relate to, the man who could blank through walls. Urinate. <laughs> no. <laughs> walk. Why would there be a film the man who could urinate? That'd be walk? good, wouldn't it? We should make that. Could you imagine it? Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know how that would go down with the studios, guy. Big ass blank. Big ass blank. Blondes. No. <laughs> Spider. 
Not this film I've Big seen. Big Ass Spider, 2013 film about a massive, gigantic spider that terrorises Los Angeles. <laughs> Masters of the Blank. Oh, no time wasted there, guy. Did you look at that then? No, I didn't. Did you see What it? else would it have been? I don't know. Number 10, Blank. Night of the Chicken Dead. Mm, a horror. Is it a horror? Well, it's about zombie chickens. It's yeah. a musical horror. Windy. Windy Night of the Chicken yeah. Dead. No. <laughs> Poultrygeist. Oh, come on, guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll give you a bonus here, because I know it's your favourite. Blank. Jaws. No, it's Crow. Crow. <laughs> you could have had Piranha Heat Grease Twins, but I've specifically got, but not Jaws. But not Jaws. Yeah, because I knew you would say it, so I thought Thanks I would that. crush your dreams. Thanks, sir. Much like Grandpa Joe. Crushes everyone's dreams. Because <laughs> he's a dirtbag. So yeah, so Crawl, if you haven't seen Crawl, 1983 classic, a fantasy classic. Yeah, I've not seen that for a long time and they should get that out. Go. Should we go and watch it now? So dust that VHS off. <laughs> <laughs> dust that VHS off while you're there. Look for uh, Poultry Chicken Man or whatever his name is and um, Low Down Dirty Blank. Nice Girls Don't Blank. Yeah. You can look for any number of those. Yeah, I will be. But most importantly, Santa with Blank. That sounds awesome. That is Every every year we try and watch a new Christmas film, as much as the classics, that's what I'm looking for. See? And you think these quizzes are pointless, but they're just a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> mostly they're pointless, aren't they? <laughs> mostly, mostly pointless. But if you like pointless quizzes, please follow us on social media. We are across these channels. And don't forget to subscribe. We yeah. shall see you blank. See ya. <laughs>